Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hey, friends, welcome back to our podcast for today. Certainly uh, appreciate each and every one of you. I have my uh, dunk, large, large hot decaf, Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I know what you're thinking, decaf, but I'm just trying to do better uh, with my caffeine intake. Uh, so there it is, Dunkin' Donuts. We are in Revelation chapter 21 for uh, maybe for two more episodes. We'll see how far we get today, but we're talking about, we're kind of taking a tour of the New Jerusalem. Remember, uh, the angel has brought John to a high mountain. John is actually seeing the New Jerusalem coming down from heaven, uh, down to this earth. Remember, it's huge. It's got the same cubic feet as the, the moon. If you could just kind of hollow out the moon and, and make it one big dwelling place, uh, billions of people could live in this place. And we've, we've already learned a little bit about how big it is. We've taken out that golden reed and measured it. But today I want to talk a little bit more about how it is ornamented. So look at verse number 17. He measured the wall. We talked about this last episode and 144 cubits. So the wall itself that surrounds the huge uh, New Jerusalem is 200 feet high. Then the Bible says in verse 18, and the building of the wall of it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold like unto clear glass. So it's gold, but it's so pure that the gold that basically forms the construction of the city is like transparent. Can you imagine how beautiful this place will be? It's almost like its own planet, but not illuminated, but illuminated from the inside. Uh, the illumination of the New Jerusalem is the Lord himself. Look at verse number 19. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. And then it lists them. Just There's 12. Uh, the, the Bible says the foundation jasper, sapphire, Chalcedony, the emerald, sardonyx, uh, the sardonyx rather, a sardius, a chrysolite, beryl, topaz, chrysoprasus, um, don't know how to pronounce that one, jacinth, amethyst. It, it's just the most precious gems and jewels that the mind can conceive. Uh, ornaments, listen, the foundation of the wall of the city. The city itself is made out of pure gold, transparent. What, what are we to make all of, of all of this? We're, we're to make of all of this that there's great splendor and beauty. Uh, it's, the, the, it's attractive beyond all conception. Uh, historians tell us about the Solomonic temple and how beautiful that temple must have been. You could read about the description of that temple uh, there in Second Chronicles chapter 7 and 8, and it must have been a beautiful place. The Queen of Sheba said the half has not been told, but that was nothing compared to what this heavenly New Jerusalem will be. 
And then to, to read about all the different kinds of stones that ornament the New Jerusalem, it reminds me of the stones, the 12 stones standing for the 12 tribes that were on the, the breastplate of the high priest. So is there a connection there that the New Jerusalem itself is the place of fellowship, the place where God and man have met forevermore? That's what the priest was. The priest was the connecting point. Uh, a priest represented God to man. But now uh, there's no need for a priest. We are priests. We're a kingdom of priests unto our God. We have immediate and permanent access to God. It's almost as if the stones themselves are demonstrating that there is a forever access, a for, forever connection, a forever fellowship with God. What, what a great thought that is. Verse number 21, and the 12 gates. Remember, a gate is a means of entrance, a means of exit. The 12 gates were 12 pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. So think about the size of that pearl. Think about just the awesomeness of that gate. And then the Bible says, and the street of the city was pure gold as if it were transparent glass. So it's as if this 1,500 mile high, this 1,500 mile wide, this 1,500-mile-in-breadth city, this huge place, it's almost as if the whole thing is transparent and illuminated and beautiful and shining and sparkling. It is going to be a spectacle beyond anything that you could possibly imagine. Look at verse number 22. Here's the best part. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. So there we see God the Father, God the Son uh, are the temple of it. So what is the means by which you and I have access to God and access to the place of God? The Lamb. I, I like the fact that Jesus is called the Lamb here. Why? Because it's the sacrificial Lamb, the Lamb that took away the sin of the world, that gives us access to all of who God is to the righteousness, to the glory, to the splendor, to the presence of God. And so the light of that city is God. And the and the Bible says here in verse number uh, 22, and the, really the city itself, there's no need for a temple in it. All cities back in Bible days had a temple in it. That, that was kind of like the, the staple feature in a city. It had to have a temple. And yet there's no temple in this city. Why? Because the, the city is a temple. It houses the ultimate house. It's the ultimate house of God because the people of God, saved by the blood of the Lamb throughout all of history, past, present, and future, are there to occupy that great place. Verse number 23 And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. So the Bible talks about Jesus coming to this earth. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. I think about what Jesus said toward the end of his public ministry when he went to the Feast of Tabernacles about six months before his death. He said, I am the light of the world. Uh, darkness in the Bible is associated with evil and separation from God. But light is, is uh, associated with God himself. 
God is light. In him is no darkness at all. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. The light of the world is Jesus. And so here we see the Lamb is the light of, 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 of all eternity. Uh, no need for something to illuminate God. God is illumination. No need for something to illuminate God's place. God is the light thereof. There's no more darkness. There's no more night. There's only the light of God in that eternal place. Verse number 25, and the gates of it, so we're back now to the entry and exit points, verse number 25, and the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day. I love this, for there shall be no night there. So what does that tell me? That tells me the gates are never shut. The gates shall not be shut by day. Oh, by the way, there's no night. So it's eternally open. There's eternal access. So what does that mean? Does that mean that we can leave the new Jerusalem and explore the universe of God that's ever expanding? I think so. But the point here is that the light is always on. The door is always open. The access is always available. Why? Because once for all, once for all, we've been saved. And that salvation is not a temporary thing. It's the eternal life. It's the everlasting life that is ours in God because of the Lamb. Uh, What a great verse that is, verse number 25. And then verse 26, and they, who are they? They shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. I skipped skipped a whole verse. That's why I'm thinking, who are they? Well, we, we read about them in verse 24. So go back to verse 24. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. So, so remember, John is seeing the, the, the New Jerusalem come down from God out of heaven. But now there's going to be the opportunity to occupy it, to make it our eternal home. And the Bible says, when that happens, the kings of the earth, remember those that have been saved in and have come out of the millennium? The kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. All of what God has given us, all the blessings that are ours in this life, everything that's good and honorable and praiseworthy, we come and bring before God, these kings of the earth, bring to the king of kings. And the Bible says in verse 26, and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. Well, the Bible talks about of the nations, plural. That's always a reference to the Gentiles. So remember the nation that God chose to manifest his glory to the world, to show the light of Messiah to the world, was Israel. But God's promise was not just to Israel, but through Israel to the entire world. Just like today, God's promise is to the world through the church. Uh, We are the medium by which the gospel can go all around the world. What's the Bible teaching? The Bible's teaching here that that the, the honor and glory of the nations are brought into. So remember that the New Jerusalem is not just a place for God's chosen people, Israel, but for all of us who come to God by faith. For all people of all generations, for all time, that have come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ by faith, Uh, all of what God has done in our lives, all of the good that he's brought about, all the righteousness and righteous acts, the glory of it is brought into the new Jerusalem. Verse number 27, "And and there shall in no wise 
enter into anything that enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. So there is, if there were if there was a question mark before verse number 27, there's no question mark now. And that is the New Jerusalem, the eternal home of the saved is a place for those that have come to God the only way we can come to God, and that is through the Lamb, whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. At the end of the day, the light of the world today is Jesus, but the light of eternity is Jesus. And we'll be there dwelling in that light basking in that glory, grateful every single moment of the eternal future for what we have in Jesus Christ. So I hope that helps today. Hope that encourages you. Hey, listen, next episode, we're gonna jump into the last chapter of the book of Revelation. I feel like we're saying goodbye to an old friend, uh, but there's still much to cover. So I hope you'll join us. Hope you have a great day today in the Lord. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.